0: Still no word from Andrew Dillon and the hmm. AFL. He was meant to have spoken some 15, 20 minutes ago uh, at an OzKick uh, launch. So we'll find out what's going on there. But we'll let in the meantime, let's head to Adelaide. Mark Bickley, superstar Adelaide champion and SENSA breakfast host, is online to talk about the uh, South Australian teams because we have to. Uh, Bix, good morning. <laughs>
1: Gentlemen, how are you? I love, I love that intro. Very nice. Uh, yeah, good, back, morning,
0: Vicks. Uh, good morning, Bex. Good morning. Back in morning. June, uh, Kane Corns mentioned that uh, why would Harley Reid go to West Coast when he could stay at a club like Melbourne where the culture's really good? We'll touch on that in a moment. Um, <laughs> we're yeah, trying, they're flying, aren't they? are we are just trying to find the audio. Uh, things are good in Adelaide. Everyone's excited about both the prospects this year. I think we think there's more pressure on Port Adelaide, but tell us a bit about Adelaide and your expectations.
1: Yeah, look, I, I think with Adelaide, um, when Matthew Nix arrived at the footy club, they were they actually finished bottom in his first year. I think he went 14 games before he won a game, which was a hard slog for him. But I, I think what most fans um, have been happy with is he's, he's created a, an environment now. When he came to the footy club, it was a bit fractured. Uh, it's it's fairly united at the moment, and they've had this sort of gradual improvement over you know a four or five year period. And and last year. Eleven games, um, you know, pretty much one game short of, of finishing in the, the top eight. That had, I think, five games under a goal. They lost against the uh, the top four, which sort of showed they could mix it with them, but. I think the expectation is they've got to take the next step now. They've got to win 13 or 14 games and and fulfil the promise that that everyone's been waiting for. Very much so. And they took a
0: risk, didn't they? Jordan Dawson naming him captain. But what a a moment that has been. What an outstanding leader and on-field performer he is. I reckon that's had a bit to do with... I don't know. It's just the change of mindset at Adelaide that they were prepared to go outside the circle, name him captain, been quite remarkable, the the outcome and the future looks bright under his reign.
1: Oh, yeah. And not, not to mention his own performance. So, like, remember, like, he came from Sydney. He'd been there for five years, I reckon. And, and I think he had one top five finish in their best and fairest. But he, he's come to Adelaide and, and moved into the midfield and, just been phenomenal. You know, last year, you know, people were saying he's he's all Australian first and foremost, but then he's, you know, in the the top half a dozen or so for the Brownlow. He won the best and fairest. So his ability to, uh, you know, to be able to extend his game to a new level and, and, you know, to be able to do that whilst taking on the responsibility of the captaincy is, is a huge feather in his cap. And the thing I like about him is, He's he's an actions guy. Like you don't hear much from him, and he just lets his actions do the talking. And we spoke to uh, we spoken to a couple of players from Adelaide, and they just say he's softly spoken, he's calm, he doesn't sort of lose his sort of um, you know he's cool too often. And that I think with a young side has really sort of permeated through the team, and, and they've really enjoyed that.
2: They've had some outstanding captains Adelaide. Um, none really spring to mind, but um, over to Port Adelaide, <laughs> I've, I had to watch. I had to watch this bloke hoist the cup twice in a row when I was living there. It was painful gossip, I tell you. But over to the over to the good guys now, Beeks. Over to Port Adelaide, um, as I said, a lot of pressure on them to actually go a little bit further into uh, well, win a final and go into finals and actually get success. But I just I got a feeling. That Jason Horn Francis is going to is uh, about to explode.
1: Uh, I I totally agree. When you when, when you look at Port Adelaide, particularly in Adelaide here, you're envious of what they have. Look at the midfield Rosie's twenty four and captain and two time all Australian and mm-hmm. he's one of best and fairest. You've got Butters who's an all Australian now and one of best and fairest and just lit up the the park last year, and you've got Horn Francis who's twenty years of age and in my eyes, he's the closest thing to a young Patrick Dangerfield that I can remember. He's just he's just super competitive. He's got that burst of speed. He's got that sort of arrogance isn't the right word, but he's just got that sort of air of confidence or swagger about him that he can just do things. He knows he can do great things. So you think about those three players. The next five years, Port Adelaide should have a premier midfield for, for that period, and I think the big part that's going to complement that is, um, is Ivan Soldo, who has been getting rave reviews from everyone around the footy club. And if you look at Portovo last year, the reason they, they struggled in, and went out in straight sets is they were just banged up. And Lysette, uh really struggled for most of the year to get fit. They had a couple of big defenders who weren't quite right. And you know, you bring Soldo and Sweet, two young Ruckman or youngish Ruckman, into the, the fold, and they brought in Radigalia and, and Zerk Thatcher. So they've been able to to cherry-pick the positions that they need. They've been able to attract those players and add them. And if you look at the trade period, I, I went through today and looked at the ins and the outs, and there's not too many teams that really had a positive inflow, but I think Port Adelaide are one of them. So Port Adelaide brought, brought in those sort of four three of them are established player, Soldo is a premiership player, Radigalia is a you know established sort of defender, and Zerk Thatcher is an established defender. Sweet's a bit of a you know a fringe player, but not so many clubs brought three players to their club who go straight into their best eighteen. Port Adelaide have done that on the back of finishing. You know, I think they finished fifth last year. So they've got a real opportunity to finish in the top four again and, and they would be desperate to have final success and probably make a grand final. That's what's missing mm. with Ken Henkley. Uh, a lot of top four has been in a lot of you know, double chances and haven't been able to get there.
0: So what you're telling us is a very good uh, summation of how good they are. If they don't make a grand final, is Ken under pressure?
1: I think so. Um I I think they need to win a final. I think they've reappointed him for two years. I like Port Adelaide will never say this, but I think they've got that succession plan in place. Josh Carr I think everyone respects the journey that he's been on and what he's been able to do. He's coached his own side, he's been pivotal in what Port Adelaide have done so far. So I just get this sense that Josh Carr is there, he's, you know, continuing to learn but um you know, I, I thought it was significant that initially he was approached by Richmond to apply, and then he was thinking about it, and then he decided not to apply. Um, that to me would, you know, you just get this feeling that Port Adelaide said, you know what, we think you've got a real future here. You don't have to apply for that, and maybe not get it. Just just sort of keep your powder dry, and um, and things will be okay here. So whether that's in one year, whether it's in two years, whether it's in three years, I just feel like there's an element of Josh Carr who will one day coach Port Adelaide.
2: Yeah, it'll be a huge watch again, Port Adelaide, late in the season. Now, I agree with you, they're going to be good again, but it's a huge watch. Hey, there's One guy makes it Maybe I haven't. I watch them as much as I can. You, you're right there, and you see them every week. But Todd Marshall is the guy that I think needs a breakout year. He's shown glimpses for mine over the years, and that he's, uh, you know, handy. More than handy, he's a very good footballer. But I reckon he needs to kick 60, 70, and with a. Delivery that he'll get from the players you mentioned before, Rosie Butters, Horn Francis, and even you know throwing wines and pepper and all the like that they're going to get, he should be enough. He's good enough to kick seventy.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, last year had once again towards the end, back up the year very inconsistent. He had uh, two concussions and then he had another injury. It's crook on knee, croon. yeah, and and so. I think he ended up playing... I was looking at both him and Darcy Fogarty. They were very similar last year. They both played 29 games, but they kicked between 35 and 40 goals, which probably isn't enough when you... You know, both teams... Adelaide were the highest-scoring team last year, and Port Adelaide, you know, finished in the top half of the top eight. So both those guys, you would have thought, might have just been able to hit the scoreboard a bit more. Um, Marshall... Has been uh, had a pretty good preseason. Someone fell on his foot last week, so he looks like he's not going to play in the trial match this weekend. We'll probably be right next week. So, you you would think that he's going to improve. He's just signed a five-year deal <laughs> uh, with Port Adelaide, so. You know, they've showed a whole heap of faith in him, and I think they're hoping what you're hoping that his best footy is about to be in front of him. And Charlie Dixon's on the downslope. I think that's, you know, there's, that's not a real courageous statement. <laughs> I think Marshall is going to sort of be that sort of number one guy, being really supported by Dixon, uh, supported by the young fellow in the Lord. George yep. comes back. With his, from his knee injury and looks like he's in really good shape. So I think Port Adelaide, you know, have plenty of options up there. It's just what's been their Achilles heel is that last kick inside 50. And that's been like it for probably the last five years. And it's, a, it's what every team is working on. You can dominate. You can move the ball. You get the ball to 70 metres out. Can you find a mark inside your forward 50? I think Port Adelaide in recent years have just been happy to just kick it long to Charlie and say, you know what, he'll compete for it. I just think they have to be a bit better than that and they have to start to find that player inside forward 50 with a
0: mark. Biggs, appreciate your time and give us an insight on what's taking place in Adelaide. Won't be too long before Andrew Dillon from the AFL speaks and that's his big story breaking in Melbourne, of course. Appreciate your time. Always good fun, boys. See ya. Andrew Dillon uh, is coming up shortly. Mark Bickley, thanks to SENSA Breakfast, of course, Adelaide champion. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Uh, we've been reliably informed on social media that uh, that another radio station mentioned the um, the banner and the song the night before. We spoke. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's fine. Well, whatever. But uh, we, we were more having a crack at... Uh, I'm still
2: not claiming it's an exclusive no, we two haven't weeks yet. later. we haven't
0: yet. We just said we <laughs> totally spoke about it on the 7th. But uh, hats off. I didn't even realise that radio station that actually had the questions, but Norm was still doing sport. That's how well I'm going. That's how informed I am. Hey, um, just being given a text here, Peter Swimich is coaching Gamelling this year in the Mortlock Football League. Take it to the bank. Up the blues.
2: Got a good one. Let's get a Thank breakaway. Coach,
0: yeah, look, Andrew Dillon is meant to have spoken. We've just seen some live pictures, um, and he doesn't look like he's speaking anytime soon. There is an array of media there and lots of microphones. He'll speak soon. Let's get a breakaway and come back, and we'll hear, hopefully hear from the AFL Chief Executive after the big breaking story in Melbourne overnight.